Hello and welcome to this new episode of Viewpoint. This is episode one and we are sitting down today with Colin Trudell. Um, I'm very excited about this guest. Uh, so Colin, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Colin Trudell. <laughs> I am a guest. You are on Viewpoint. <laughs> it's very exciting. This is the first one. Um, as you can probably tell, this is uh, me being a little bit under the weather, but hopefully things will change. Mm. Um, so yeah, Colin, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and, and things from your point of view? Oh, I am a student. I just finished my freshman year at Texas State. I'm a musical theater major. Um, and yeah, and now I'm home for the summer. Nice. And that's me. Yeah, very exciting. Yes. Um, so the reason I wanted to have you on the show is, is to really, um, get to understand what it's like as a musical theater major. Mm -hmm. Um, because I, I feel like a lot of people don't really understand how much work goes into a profession like this. Yeah. Like you, you kind of just see all of the big stars and you kind of understand like, oh, wow, they've made it big. They've done all these right. great things. Right. But there's so much groundwork to be laid beforehand. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm curious to know, like, from your point of view, like what it's like, uh, mm. like deep in the grind and in the process and things like that and, and, and really getting to... Uh, put your nose to the grindstone. It's um, it's a lot of um, doing. It's more input than output mm -hmm. for sure. Um, you kind of have to find like joy in doing the work, yeah. not in if you if you're just trying to find joy in, in like getting an, a job or like or getting a part or whatever. It's going to be a very unhappy mm -hmm. career for you because totally. that is. You do many more, many, many more auditions than you do actually get jobs and mm -hmm. you kind of have to find your own joy in doing your work. And um, if you can do that, then it's more positive than the other alternative. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a lot of self-motivating, um, trying to find new areas of inspiration to to keep you to keep you going. It's a lot of wanting to read and learn and, and do research and study and and just kind of stay as current on everything that's happening as you can. Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot of practicing when you don't want to practice. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, if you can find the joy in doing the work, then anything that comes after that is bonus. And that's where totally. it is. That's where it lives. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that it, it, it's interesting because within like the musical theater world or ecosystem, if mm -hmm. you want to think about it, like there's like, I think that being in college and, and having that experience has is, is taught me so much that it's such a small world out there. Yeah. And oh, while yeah. like that, like Broadway is centered in New York and it's like the biggest city in the world and all that, but like it's, it's gotta be such a close knit mm -hmm. community of theater people because more once, so than I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. Like once you start getting into, into things like that, like you've got to just run into people all the time. Yeah. It's, it's, you'll meet, you pretty much know everybody through everybody. Um, mm -hmm. everybody knows the next person on the list and all that. Yeah. Um, it's, I will, it's funny. Like I can see, I could do like a master class with someone and then see on Instagram, like they're in a picture with some crazy superstar and you realize that it's not, there's not like that area. Like there's the level of separation between like, like p kids in school doing this and all that. Mm -hmm. But, and then the people on Broadway and everything is not actually as big as you might think it is. Yeah. It's just, you know, result of hard work and mm -hmm. they get the jobs and, and there's, yeah, there's, everybody knows everybody and it's a very, uh, like communicative business. Yeah, for um, sure. yeah. 
there's, there's, you're not as isolated from the top as you think you are. Yeah. I will say that. And so. I think that's, I think that's so interesting too, because like in, in the normal life of like any person that's living a mm-hmm. quote normal job, yeah, there's always that hierarchy, but like with yeah. the stuff in theater, like sure you have the casting directors and all this, but it's, it's such a collaborative effort. Yeah. And and while the the cliche and stereotypical things could be like, oh, it's a cutthroat competition, which in some aspects it is. Yeah, it totally is sometimes. Um, yeah, but it, it's it's amazing once you get past that and once you really start getting into the shows and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it's su- like everyone's there to raise each other up and to and to better each other. Yeah, and I think in like a professional audition setting, everyone kind of realizes like, you know, we're just here to do our jobs, and I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm here to do my best and good yeah. for you if you do your best. It's not, I don't, I'm sure, I mean, yes, it's very competitive, yeah. but I don't think anybody's like, you're not going to be viewed highly in the industry mm-hmm. if you're like out to get someone. Yeah. That's totally. kind of, that's, it's not very good mm-hmm. etiquette of the business, I don't think. Yeah. Um, and then once you get on a job, it's a really, really collaborative process mm-hmm. with everyone on stage and off stage. Um, always say hi to everybody. Mm-hmm. Always care about how everyone's doing it's exactly. very like yeah because if, if you are seen as someone who cares and wants to work then those are the people that's going to be keep getting jobs again yeah for sure yeah yeah um so one of my favorite quotes uh that i heard and once i heard it it completely changed things for me um nelson mandela once said that mm-hmm. education is the greatest tool to change the world oh yeah um what do you think like so far that you've learned that has completely changed the way you view things or, or um, things that you've changed that have changed how you live your daily life? Like there, there can be like small little fixes or even like the, like the way that you go about thinking about things that can completely change. Do you think there's anything that you've learned like so far that has completely changed? Yeah. Um, I think I've kind of had to reshape my like day to day life mm-hmm. because going in high school and, and in grade school and all those things, everyone's kind of on a level playing field. Everyone's kind of going to school and doing the same thing. And, yeah. and now I, I've had to kind of realize that the job I want to go into, it, it demands a lot more from my body yeah. and from my um, like physical abilities and, mm-hmm. and mental stability and things like that. So I have to be uh, really conscious of kind of the things that I'm doing on a daily basis to be able to serve uh, my body. Yeah. Like I can't just go out with friends all the time and eat a bunch of crap and, and mm-hmm. not exercise and be like like lazy like I yeah. was in high school at sometimes. <laughs> and it's hard when you – there is definitely um, – you know, people mm-hmm. around you who are not as, I don't know, they don't go to the gym as much or whatever, but mm-hmm. so I've just kind of had to realize that um, my job demands a lot more for my body. And, and even if other people aren't like going to the gym or like they're all going out to eat, like I yeah. have to realize like, no, mm-hmm. maybe make the smarter decision in this yeah. case. And totally. it's a lot of uh, like planning and mm-hmm. like taking care of myself for a lot sure. more than I used yeah, to. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we know where you sort of are now, but mm-hmm. let's let's take it back a little bit, and and I, I kind of want to pick your brain about how it all started. Sure. Um. So I mean, like with anything, there can be like a formative moment, something that yeah. like, made everything click, and, yeah, and, and make it seem like, oh yeah, this is what I'm gonna do yeah. every day for the rest of my life because I can't wake up and not do it. You mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Was was there some formative moment like? 
that just made it all kind of click? Ooh. Uh, yes. I think when we, well, you were there, uh, we, when we were seniors in high school, we did a program uh, called the Dazzle Awards. Mm-hmm. And I was a nominee for the best actor category. And I got to sing on the Playhouse Square, uh, like Broadway tour stage. Mm-hmm which is like a house of like 2,100 seats. And it's, yeah. it's a massive, it's crazy huge professional stage. And I had never done anything outside of high school before. And it was always just mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm kind of doing this because I'm with my friends and it's fun. And mm-hmm. But when I got into, you know, rehearsing for that show and uh, to, to the final point where I got to sing on the stage mm-hmm. and then I had the performance, I remember just, I don't, oh, I don't remember honestly <laughs> doing it at all. I just remember thinking the whole time, like how cool it was. Mm-hmm. And everything sort of seemed a little bit more attainable mm-hmm. at that point, actually yeah. standing on the stage and like knowing that I worked with uh, professionals in the industry and, mm-hmm. and that I could hold my own in that sort of a setting. Yeah. So that moment when I was singing up there, I kind of had a, hmm, maybe I can do this type of moment. Yeah. And then every my whole mm-hmm. viewpoint was <laughs> different from then on, I think. Yeah, yeah. It, it went from being like a hobby that I was going to miss to what I wanted to do as a job. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, and like, even at the time, like things were not always planned that way. Right. Mm-hmm. Like going into college, you weren't always an MT major. Oh no, I was going to be a, a sports broadcasting major. Mm-hmm. And then I decided that I was going to be that major before we did the dazzle awards. Um, and after that, I was kind of panicking for like a week. <laughs> and then I ended up uh, calling mm-hmm. the school that I was going to go to. And dropping out, I guess you'd say, and I dropped out before I even started. And, and I took the year off and worked at Playhouse Square as an intern uh, and tried to like get my bearings together of all the things that I needed to learn in a year and mm-hmm. practice as much as I can and learn as much as I can because I wasn't very versed in musical theater at the time. Yeah. Uh, and auditioned like hell for all the schools. Yeah. And, and then I got into a few. So. Yeah. So, yeah, but it was never, I never knew from an early age. I was never like a Broadway mm-hmm. baby or anything like yeah. that. It was a very like, oh, God, 180 moment. Yeah. But it was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was no, fun. Definitely. It's exciting. Um, so I, I think that with any academic discipline, like, mm-hmm. and this is speaking from experience, like we're both in college now. Right. So we're, we're studying what we want to do for the rest of right. our lives. Um, but I think I think with anything that you learn, there's a lesson that you can take from it. Any book you read, any TV show you watch, yeah. any documentary, anything like mm-hmm. that. Um, is there one thing that musical theater has taught you now that has really resonated with you that you maybe didn't understand before mm. or maybe a skill or or a certain um, kind of mindset about things that you're like, yeah, like if I'm going to be doing this, this is what I got to do. And I know you talked earlier yeah. about like – taking better care of yourself, but yeah. is, is there something definitively that you can say that musical theater has changed for you? Um, everyone's talented and it's going to come down to who's the harder worker yeah. and who's the better person. I, like I think I kind of, I used to think like, Oh, well they're more talented than me. So mm-hmm. they're going to No, when you get to the level of going to college for this and then graduating and being in the professional world, everyone's talented. Mm-hmm. Everyone is very good. Yeah. And it's going to come down to who, is more who is the harder worker who is more fun to be around who helps the group who is selfless Mm -hmm. uh who is like the better person to hang out with in a social setting like Mm -hmm. who do you want to spend your time with so it's kind of 
instilled in me to work harder than the next person. Yeah. Uh, but also to be like extremely kind and yeah. all that to everyone mm-hmm. around me. Um, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's instilled in me how important it is to be like a good human being yeah, as well. Totally. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, in high school, it was a very, very small pool of people auditioning for the shows and I kind of yeah. didn't have much trouble in, you know, going through the shows and everything. Yeah. Totally. Um, but now it's, it's, it's very eye opening. Like, okay, everybody's <laughs> really, really good at this. Yeah. What else can I do to reach mm-hmm. that next level? Totally. Yeah. No, I like it. I think that that totally aligns with something that The Rock does. Mm. Good old Dwayne Johnson. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'm fascinated by the guy. He yeah. is crazy. He's huge. When you well, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> um, but when you look at the amount of movies that he makes, the yeah. TV shows that he's in, all of oh, the he things that he's doing, this thing out, yeah. Like it's it's crazy. His his whole idea is he wants to be the hardest worker in the room. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a good mindset to have. Oh, absolutely. And I yeah. think that like when you, it's it's great to have those mindsets. But I think that the application of it is mm-hmm. just as important. And yeah. when you look at him, he gets up at four thirty in the morning. He's exercising and he's killed two hours in the gym before anyone's really awake. Yeah, like things like that. Like I, I set my alarm earlier now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like all right, seven thirty. Uh, let's go to seven a.m. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh God, um, I got up at nine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I think that I think that that's huge. And yeah. I think that's that's something that when you start looking at people that really separate themselves from the pack, like yeah, I, I think that nothing can get you further in life than hard work. Yeah, and you have to have the ability to keep working even if what you're we're first working for it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm working really really hard for an audition, I don't get the show. Mm-hmm. You just have to be like, okay. It went to whoever got it and I have to keep going and you have mm-hmm. to not take it personally. And it's really, really hard to not take things personally when you really, really oh, want yeah. them. So totally. that has been, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's something I really learned too, not to take everything personally. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, I think that's a good thing just to yeah. develop that thick skin. It's just data. Yeah. 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 Well, no, you were actually saying um, about this off the, off the cast about data and, and taking it all in and, yeah. and how it's something that you've learned recently. Yeah. It's, uh, I, one of my teachers told me like, you know, everything, every, all the feedback you get is just data, data, data. I don't know how to yeah. say it. data, <laughs> data. data. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just all, all the feedback you get positive or negative is literally just data mm-hmm. and you have to gather it all up and just do fix the things that you're told to fix and just keep going. And that's yeah. how you improve. And if you, if, if you go into a room and someone tells mm-hmm. you, okay, this wasn't that good. And then you go like, get all upset about it. Like that's doing yourself no favors. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're telling you that just so you, that you can fix it. And mm-hmm. so just totally just fix it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, like along with being an actor, there's, there's a few things that come to mind when you think about Broadway actors specifically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the one thing that comes to my mind is is the idea of a triple threat. Ooh, so you got yes. the singing, the dancing, and the acting. Yes. Um, and arguably they are all very important. Mm-hmm. Um, but just from knowing you, I know that you have a very interesting way that you started to develop your singing, uh, <laughs> and how you were first introduced into yeah. it. Um, so if you could share that story. Sure. I had a pact with one of my friends in middle school that we would never join choir because it was stupid. And I very much broke that pact. Uh, <laughs> but but no, we, we thought that choir was like really dumb and all like the weird kids did choir, which is so not true. Um, and actually like the choir teacher kept 
hounding me to join choir and just asking me all the time, all the time. I think she even called my house once. And I joined choir just so that she would stop asking me to join choir. Mm -hmm. And then from then on, I loved singing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was a very strange entrance into the world, but it was, <laughs> it was cool. And um, yeah, that was, that's my story. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just think that's so funny. It, like, it is very and, funny. And it's, it's funny too, like just looking at how sometimes like things just start, like you don't mm -hmm. like, you don't even expect like how you would fall into singing, but then yeah. it just happens and you don't even realize. And I think that, yeah, that kind of falls in line with like, I don't know. I, I think about this a lot. Um, like the ability to assume or take on risk. Right. Because I, like from my point of view, I think that like you can live a really safe life and some people are completely mm -hmm. content with that. Like, yeah, they're, they're like, I would love nothing more to have a job that I can go to from nine to five. I can make a solid living. I can support the people that I love and I can do the things that I want to do in my free time. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. I think yeah. if that's the way you want to live your life, that is totally fine. Yeah. But when you look at the people that sort of started changing the world and, and yeah. started really making impacts that, like can last for years and, and influence generations yeah they had to start somewhere and they had to take a risk at some point yeah and i think that doing that and and chasing that dream and taking on that risk is something that is is something that can be done and i like i think that within different aspects of society like not to like trash education but through the educational system like when you look at grades it's like all right you have to get up to these metrics this is a, yeah. this is a place where you're going to learn and we're going to kind yeah. of mold your education right right but outside of that like th there's no real ability to take risk because you're it's like you're either right or you're wrong mm -hmm. but sometimes in the most like in the educational sense of being wrong yeah in real world application that could actually be right right exactly. so i, I don't know i and think that you have to have kind of like a lot of Oh, you have to be very trusting in yourself yeah. and like okay with not mm -hmm. getting the results you want immediately. Yeah. And it's really hard to do that. Like yeah. if you really want to go for a career or mm -hmm. or anything that isn't the standard nine to five yeah. type of office job or whatever mm -hmm. it may be, you have to almost be okay with like struggling for a while. Yeah. And trust that you're gonna get through that. Because mm -hmm. I mean, many, many, probably most of the people in like the acting world or yeah. any sort of performance world or sports or mm -hmm. whatever it may be, like went through a lot of hard times to get their first job. Yeah. And you have to trust that that opportunity is going to come and then be like, like willing and ready within yourself to take that opportunity. Yeah, so it's for sure. But it's, yeah, it's definitely very, very tough. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, especially going on with risk, a story that comes to mind, um, Leslie Odom Jr., obviously a very mm -hmm. prominent actor mm -hmm. uh, in not only the Broadway world, but he's crossed over into movies and stuff as well. He was just in the Grey's Anatomy episode that I watched. There you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he, he wrote a book called Failing Up, which I immediately latched onto. I thought it was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and one of the things that really struck me is that he was going through kind of a struggling time. Like he wasn't really sure like what was going on. He was, he was booking roles for sure, but he, like, he just wasn't doing what he loved, which yeah. was being on stage. He was more doing all these acting gigs and he yeah. just really wasn't too happy. Yeah. Um, and he was kind of thinking about quitting. 
Yeah. Um, and one of his dear friends who ended up being his wife's father. Yeah. Um, he, they, they sat down and got coffee and they were talking and they said how um, he was like the, the father was saying to Leslie, like, it's okay if you want to quit, mm-hmm. but first I'd like to see you try. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's, I think that's huge. And I think that like his ability to then try from that point, what seemed right. at his lowest was then he's like, all right, well, I'm here. I have nothing to lose. I might as well try. Mm-hmm. And it catapulted him into to fame later, as you see, like he's doing Hamilton and all these acting gigs and these yeah. big movies. And yeah, I just, I, I think that, that ability to try and to keep going definitely is 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 huge yeah and you know it's hmm, i was gonna say something i was gonna say yeah it just takes a lot of trust and you have to you're gonna live that there it is that's what i was gonna say you will have to uh you'll regret it if you don't try you know Mm -hmm. if you try and it doesn't work at least you tried and you'll you'll know like you'll be in a certain state of mind, but mm-hmm. if if you move on to something else, you're gonna always be thinking that, you know, what if I would have done this? And yeah. that's like you don't mm-hmm. want to live that way. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think that like I think that another roadblock that people might face, like especially I don't know if it's within the musical theater world, but maybe from your experience, like there's never gonna be a right time for anything. Oh no. So like you might as, might as well, well just do it do now. It. Exactly. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um one of my favorite quotes that I came upon recently is like, it, it was two people talking and the first person was like, when was the best time to plant a tree? Mm. And then the other person was like, yeah, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the next person was like, well, what about like, when's the next best time to plant a tree? And that's now. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think that, yeah. And I think that like what you were able to do, especially like with the switching uh, right before yeah. college is like, that was that to a T. Yeah. You, like you might not have had those years beforehand where you were like working on your craft and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but you were like, all right, I'm going to just start now. Yeah. And now. not to say that it wasn't scary as all hell. Yeah. Like I saw every single one of my friends go to school and I stayed home and I was like, Whoa, yeah. what did I do? <laughs> but you know it. And then you just have to kind of power through it and then it, it'll mm-hmm. work out in whatever way. Like you, you make it work out. I guess. Yeah. So totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your dreams don't work unless you do. Mm, that is true. Yeah, that is very true. Um, speaking of dreams, dreams. Every actor has a dream. Every role. actor has a oh god, oh god, uh, a dream role. Oh. Um. Oh, this is so hard. I know. Um, <clears throat> oh, this is so hard. I would like to play, oh, this is so bad, but I think it'd be so fun to play SpongeBob in the <laughs> new SpongeBob musical. Yeah. That'd be fun. Just so I could sing those songs and mm-hmm. just goof around. Yeah. Um, oh God, there's gotta be a better answer. <laughs> um, You know, I did, well, okay, well, we did Catch Me If You Can in yeah. high school, mm-hmm. and I would love to do that again Yeah. when I actually know how to sing well. <laughs> I would love to do that again. I would mm-hmm. love to try that. Yeah. Um, there's got to be a better answer. Um, come back to it. I okay. will think of one. All right. I, will, I promise you I will think okay. of a better answer. Um, so, I mean, like, on every every journey that someone has, 
um, there's people that sort of are able to shape, uh, not Chate and ragtime. There it is. Cool. <laughs> That's controversial. Yeah. But, um, that'd be fun. Yeah. No, I think so. Yeah. Um, do you want to describe the show a little bit for people that might not know ragtime? Sure. Ragtime is about, uh, kind of the industrial America, early 1900s. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, uh, the story is about a group of a white family and then a, a group of a black people and then a group of immigrants who mm-hmm. all kind of cross paths. And it's about how the three groups are learning to live in America together. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a very like worlds collide type of musical. Very cool. Um, at a time where, you know, the African-American people are not enslaved obviously anymore, but there's definitely a lot of, uh, feelings towards them from yeah. the, the mm-hmm. white people and same goes towards the immigrants coming into their country and everything. Definitely. Uh, but I mean, why I say it's controversial is because so Tate is like the lead, one of the lead characters in the musical and he's an immigrant from Latvia, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he is a, it's an awesome role. He's so many good songs and it's a really dynamic, uh, part that he plays and everything. But I mean, obviously he's an immigrant. So, I say it's dynamic because I am like the whitest person I'll ever see. <laughs> I look very, very white, but my family is of a lot of Polish descent. And mm-hmm. I mean, my great grandfather came over from Poland during uh, the Nazi era. And so I have a lot of immigrant in my blood and it's mm-hmm. a lot of like who I am. Yeah. So I feel like I would have a lot to take away from, from playing that role, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily look it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a big thing right now in the industry is mm-hmm. is what you look like versus who you are and how to cast appropriately and how to cast like forward thinking wise. And mm-hmm. it's a very interesting time because in the past, theater has been very, very whitewashed. And yeah. it's coming around where revivals of shows that used to be pre- like a predominantly white cast are now casting actors of color. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a really cool an interesting time yeah um so yeah i'd love to i don't Mm -hmm. know i just don't know how i would love to play i don't know if i like deserve to play that Mm because i'm like i'm from america and my parents are from america and i'm not i'm not an immigrant myself but like i i identify with one on a sense it's Mm -hmm. it's yeah it's an interesting time but yeah that shows this i saw it recently and it's so appropriate for what we're going through now Mm mm-hmm um, as a country, it, it was like one of the best experiences of my life yeah. seeing a show. So that's kind of on the top of my mind right now. So mm-hmm. I would love to be a part of that show if I could be. Totally. Yeah. Um, so going, going back to what I was saying, is there is there a person that was influential to you, maybe growing up, maybe within the past year that you've met? Um, anyone that's really kind of opened your eyes to something mm. new? Um, let's see. Uh, Corey Cott is from the area where we live mm-hmm. and, Cleveland. He had, yeah, and he had the same uh, acting teacher that I did when we were both like preparing for college auditions, everything. We both had the same acting teacher, yeah. not at the same time. Uh, he obviously did before I did, but um, he is someone very similar to me. Like he's enjoy sports and wasn't like theater, theater, theater all the way through. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has been in a, bunch of broadway shows and is killing the game right now so he's kind of uh an inspiration for me to know that if i work really hard that that's kind of 
a place that I could end up just because yeah. we're so I kind of we're very similar. Um, and then I had or I have a teacher at school. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's my vocal teacher who is kind of he's like the most down to earth, open minded person I've ever met. Yeah. And it's really easy in this game to kind of get lost in doing all this work and oh my god i can't sing this yet and i can mm-hmm. i'm all frustrated it's really easy to get like stuck up in that mentality and he's been really really good at making sure that we kind of stay out of that and yeah. see the bigger picture and mm-hmm. kind of stay above that so he's been really helpful nice. in this past year too so mm-hmm. yeah i'd say those two people nice yes. that's very cool it's very cool yes yes um it's kind of unfair that I know all of the information, but yeah. do you want to tell the audience about a certain uh, experience that you have with Koi Cod, actually? Surely. You have the same experience as yes, me. Yes, we do. We saw Bandstand in New York. Great and, show. And uh, uh, since I knew, well, I don't, did not know Corey, but since we had the same acting teacher, he was able to get me in touch with him. And we were able to go backstage at Bandstand and meet him yeah. and like take a picture on stage and mm-hmm. just kind of talk about whatever. Yeah. It was really, really cool to meet uh, Corey there. And it, it's kind of like you were saying before, like how all those big Broadway stars like aren't necessarily as far away or untouchable or whatever as you think they are. Because mm-hmm. he was so normal and down to earth. And we talked about, I don't even remember, like random things. And yeah. he was just such a normal mm-hmm. guy to talk to. It was very like... Oh, this is a small world, and it, it made everything seem kind of like attainable, and yeah. it was really cool. Totally, yeah, it was a really cool experience. Yeah. Um, so one of the best things about theater is like they call it like theater magic and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm not kidding when I say this the the security and the overall just like insanity that was trying to get backstage <laughs> was an event in itself. Yeah, that was funny. It was almost like we were in a spy movie. Quite honestly. Yeah, we had to go through a bajillion doors. And- yeah, and like you got the text and you're like, all right, you're going to stand out here after the show and then you're going to go down this alleyway. Yeah. Then you're going to hit the golden buzzer and then like this giant metal door swings open and then we go down this other like alleyway. Yeah. And then we go through another big door and then there's this dude with a list. We were on the list. Yeah, it, it was, was really cool. Awesome. I've never felt so like... I was like, oh, I was we're like, on oh, the list. Wow. Like, it's like you almost feel famous in a way. And it was it was super cool. And then yeah, that like was standing funny. backstage. Um, and randomly, like after Corey came down, he was like, all right, I'm trying to meet these people that I've never met before. Yeah. And we're it was like, so funny and yeah. down to earth. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, and we were like, oh, Corey, like, what's up? That's us. Yeah. Uh, and like, we were able to have this discussion. And then standing next to us was casually the guy that wrote the book to the musical. Mm. Uh, and some of the music, I think. You wrote the book and lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was just, it was a, such a cool experience. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I just thought that show was fantastic. It was awesome. I loved seeing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really great show. Yeah. Um, so if you could look back now, I think that living retrospectively is good in some regards, but it's good to look back and be like, oh man, like that was such a dumb time when mm-hmm. I did that thing. Mm-hmm. But it can also be destructive. Um, but getting outside of that, like where you are now, do you have one piece of advice uh, that you try to give to yourself growing up? Or if you could mm. go back and be like, yo, just don't worry about this. I would say literally that. I say, dude, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I spent a lot of middle school and high school just kind of worrying about what people thought mm-hmm. and making my decisions based on what I think other people would like me to do. Mm-hmm. 
which is stupid because yeah. I think I missed out on a lot of things that I actually wanted to do mm-hmm. and, and work on. And I, yeah, so I would just go back and tell myself it doesn't matter like what you think you need to be doing yeah. because when you leave high school, it's going to disappear and it does not matter. Yeah. No, it's I, as simple as that. Yeah. Like and yeah. I, it's, it's so funny when like you're at an older place and you can kind of think about it and be like, Oh, like that's so, it's such an easy fix. Yeah. But like, I don't know, like being in that shoe, like mm-hmm. in those pairs of shoes, like in that time, like, yeah, it seems like, Oh man, I can't escape this. Like it's hard to make that mental. Switch. Yeah. And I mean, when you're in high school, it's re- it's really easy to think that so many little things that you know now don't matter. It's so easy to think then that like they are that big of a deal, Yeah, which is probably why we all do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, I wish I had that insight back then. Yeah, but and I I think that like going to college and, and getting away from where you've lived for the first eighteen years of your life right. is is huge oh, about yeah. changing your viewpoint. Viewpoint, um, <laughs> and I think that like it just opens up your eyes to yeah. something completely new. Yeah, I think to hear so too. Stories of people that you would never think you would meet, and it's it's this crazy thing. Like I remember. Uh, at my college orientation, we were mm. in the Peterson Event Center, this giant arena, and like everyone in the freshman class was staying there. I think it was like three thousand, four thousand kids. Jesus. Um, and we were doing this this bonding exercise, if you want to call it that, uh-huh. uh, where uh, the speaker was having people stand up or raise their hands based on if they identified with a certain thing. Mm. And and this was one out of many, but one of the things he said is like, if you were a first uh, generation college student stand up oh cool and everyone erupted into applause oh cool and it was it was it was such a cool experience to be a part of that yeah and of course he was like no applause please but like that doesn't matter no in a situation like that like yeah that's so cool it's it's wild to think that like from my point of view like and and from where i grew up and and what the general trends that i always saw was that everyone kind of goes to college like it's it's kind of odd if right i felt not yeah, so, so I mean, yeah, especially when I took a gap year, I felt almost like, not that I was failing, I just felt very off track mm-hmm. because literally everyone around me was going to school. Yeah. And I had grown up my entire life expecting to be going to school yeah. at that time. Yeah. And it was such a weird, like, whoa mm-hmm. moment because, yeah, totally. you know, you can assume all these things are the way it's going to be and mm-hmm. and they might not be. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I think it's, I think it's definitely... Um, it, it's really interesting to see mm-hmm. those kinds of things and, and having, and, and being at college is, is a great yeah. uh, opportunity for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now, uh, we, we can move on to some of the homework questions. Oh, God. The ones I kind of want to try and ask everyone. <laughs> okay. Um, so we'll start off, we'll start off light. Um, so what do you think is the best book that you've read to date? Is, is there been a book that's just been like, your all-time favorite something that like you completely swear by um uh okay i'm gonna be that guy for a second harry Mm -hmm. potter was like it's a classic i really i don't know it's just everyone's like oh okay yeah of course harry potter Mm -hmm. but no i really liked it it was i always enjoyed fantasy uh Mm -hmm. worlds and i like i love the lord of the rings and harry potter and I probably say either of those is my answer, just because mm-hmm. I, it, I just found it so fascinating, like being in these like fantastic worlds and everything. Yeah. I don't know, and like mm-hmm. especially at times when like life is so boring right now, yeah. I could just go and read like The Hobbit or 
or a Harry Potter book or something and just kind of escape yeah. for a second. Do you think that like, I don't know, I mean, this might be connecting things that don't connect, but sure. enjoying those kinds of books and then getting into a career where oh, well, uh, you essentially 100%. get to make up your own story and, and live these characters' lives. Yeah, when I was a kid, like I was always drawing, I would like write stories and like draw these, like design these buildings and mm -hmm. like draw maps and read these books. And like, I always wanted, I remember like I would always pretend to be like, you know, like you're watching like a movie, yeah. like a Dwayne Johnson movie. Of course. Where something's blowing up and he's like running down a street that's caving in and like being epic and like, mm -hmm. like, oh, I want to do that. But um, it's like, you know, I want to do that. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't actually want to have any of the repercussions of it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, well, I could just be an actor and pretend to do that. Yeah. So totally. no, I definitely think they're connected. I think mm -hmm. I was always trying to find a an outlet, mm -hmm. whether it be like drawing or writing or reading those books. And I think it definitely kind of led. Mm -hmm. I think it's definitely connected. Yeah. 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 Did you like Halloween as a kid? I loved Halloween. Yeah. Yes, I loved Halloween. Mm -hmm. I um, still love Halloween. <laughs> I I don't know. I I want to interject a story because I feel like it would perfectly fit when oh, we're boy. talking about all this. Oh boy. Um, I, all I have to say is the title of the movie, and I think you already know what I'm talking about. You watched uh, Home Alone? No. <laughs> that was the worst thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> Please in, enlighten our audience about that. Okay. So, oh, Jesus, I can't believe <laughs> I'm telling the story. What, okay, so uh, we were having, I think, were you there? It was like a soccer sleepover that we were I having. I was, I was like in fourth grade, I think. And <laughs> we stayed up all night and we watched Home Alone. Mm -hmm. um, Great movie. We might have even watched it twice. Yeah. But we pulled an all-nighter. Like, I did not sleep a, a single minute. Mm -hmm. And then I went home, and I went to bed. Well, I, I went home, and I was, like, deliriously tired, so I was going to take a nap. Mm -hmm. And my mom and sister were at my sister's basketball game, I think, and my dad was shopping for food at the West Side Market, I think. So I was yeah. home by myself for mm -hmm. some reason. Yeah. And I was taking a nap, and I had a dream that – um, I think Marty is his name from yeah. Home Alone was chasing me around my house with a knife. <laughs> so I awoke and called police, <laughs> told them that there's a man in my house with a knife. <laughs> and then all hell broke loose. Oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. Yeah. They brought lots of cops to my house and a dog and almost arrested my neighbor. And Interesting. I never will live that down ever. No. I don't think so. Never, ever. Well, I'm saying it on the podcast. Yeah. So definitely not. <laughs> it's recorded. <laughs> um, no, and, you know, that's your own little play you got to put on. You were the main character in that oh, show. Oh, I'm sure I was the antagonist of that show <laughs> to many people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> um, I mean, on, on, a, on the scale of life, that's a small failure. Oh, yes. You, know? you have to have a wild imagination, kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, speaking of failure, uh, one, of the, one of the questions I do want to ask is, if you could reverse one failure, um, which one would you think you would choose, and, and how do you think it would affect you now? Uh, if I could reverse one failure. Um... Well, I think it kind of relates to what I was saying before about mm -hmm. like what I could go back and tell myself. Yeah. I I, I, don't know, I think I kind of failed myself 
mm-hmm. and just worrying so much about what other people are thinking instead of yeah. worrying about what I actually thought. Because I mean, there's definitely a point in time where I don't think I actually knew what I wanted. Yeah. I think I just knew what everyone else wanted mm-hmm. and like what was expected of yeah. a kid in high school or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think if I could go back and, and focus more on myself, um, I would have made a lot more self progress in high mm-hmm. school and kind of turned out a little more of the way that I am now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause being mm-hmm. in college and especially being around such a self starting type of group of people in this yeah, major, it's totally, you have to focus on the things that you want to be doing and mm-hmm. it's, and I'm like, yeah, it's a great spot to be in. So I think yeah. if I could have gone back and like kind of not had that mindset. Yeah. For sure. I would, I would change that. Yes. I like it. Yeah. Um, if you could describe your life in one Netflix show or movie or, or relate it to anything like that, what do you think it would be? Um, I think, okay, well, I don't know if anybody is familiar with the genius work of John Mulaney, Ah. but there are so many (laughs) skits that he does Mm -hmm. that I relate to, especially Anytime he talks about being a child growing up in the Catholic church, <laughs> they're scary accurate. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He's so funny. Nah, I'm, I definitely, there's a part <laughs> of me that definitely identifies with 12 year old John Mulaney. So go watch his stuff on oh Netflix. My gosh. I, his, his favorite bit that he does of mine, um, or my favorite bit that, that, that he does, does. That's what I meant to say. Yes. There is. Uh, is, is when he's, uh, real estate shopping. He's looking at uh, houses and he's got the yeah, agent. That's so funny. Um, he's like, Oh, she's just got some fun mom energy. And yeah. And, uh, she's excited to see you too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they're, they're going and they're looking around and, and she was the one that wanted him to have a baby more than anyone else in his life. Yeah. Uh, and so they would like walk into a room. Oh, I'd like this would be a great home office. Yeah. Or nursery. Or nursery. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Those are so funny. So yeah, I just, I, I thought that like he, he's probably one of my favorite comedians. He's hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's so like relatable. Oh, for sure. Everything he says is like, you're so right. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, I think him and Dave Chappelle do that. Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm trying to think of other shows that like maybe describe. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I think I'm going to go with that for now. Okay. If anything pops into my head, I will say it. Yeah, for sure. Um, this one's going to be a little bit of a hardball, but a hardball. I, 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 I want to know your viewpoint on it. Okay. Um, plug. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is one thing that you believe that you think others wouldn't agree with you on? Ooh. Um, I, well, I think we kind of talked about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think you probably agree with me, but I don't know. If yeah, there's a lot of, especially like if people of an older generation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think this is kind of like a generational divide. But uh, I think I I don't know. I don't think you should play it safe when you want to like choose a career. Yeah, totally. I think you should. Like money is money, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's great to have money, and you need money. But yeah. I think you also need to be going to a job every day of your life that you really want to be going to. Totally, not be going to a job just so you can get to your life when you're done. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I think you should really, really. 
uh, choose something that you want to work on and whatever, take whatever route you need to take to do mm -hmm. it. But then, and obviously in doing so, obviously work as hard as you can. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I think, I don't think you should play it safe or choose a career based on what someone else wants you to do or what you think is the better choice. Yeah. I think that's dumb. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I like that. I, I yeah. think that's not dumb. I'm sure it works for some people and I'm sure it's very secure and mm -hmm. comforting for some people, but yeah. I think that's not personally what I would do. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Um, I, I, I think that's a hundred percent. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, yeah, but not everybody's going to agree on that. I don't think. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I've, I've heard this on other podcasts and I think that it's, I think it's just a great question. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think that it's, it's super good. Wait, can I interject really quick? Yeah, for sure. Another thing that people will disagree with me on, uh, I think insomnia cookies are really gross. Ooh, I, I think make some enemies on that one. I think that they're way too much like other ingredient <laughs> as proportion to the cookie. Yeah. They're too sweet. That can be an issue. I don't know. I don't have a sweet tooth, really. Yeah. I like things more bitter. Mm. But, yeah, no, I'm not a big fan of those insomnia cookies. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they won't be sponsoring this podcast <laughs> at any time. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> at least not this episode. Um, yeah. So, if you could put a phrase or, or even a word or, or something like that on a billboard where everyone can see it. If it was in Times Square and it was on the biggest billboard that they had, mm -hmm. is there a message that you would want to leave people? And, and if, if they were walking down the street and they saw one thing that day, mm -hmm. what kind of message or something like that would you want to leave with people? I'm going to read it off of the back of your computer. Okay. Do more. Yeah. No, actually. I, like I think there's always, I think that, like relaxing and like watching Netflix is good and mm -hmm. it's nice to have like downtime, but I think you owe it to yourself to, I don't know, like be creating something that will, will be moving you forward in your life or like yeah. creating something totally. to help other people with, or just doing something. Cause I mean, if you take away the computer, so many people are literally just laying there and not moving yeah. and doing nothing. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, you need that to relax, but I think, you should always be thinking about what things you can be doing to like be helping society or what you can be doing to help yourself or mm -hmm. to help someone you care about. So totally, I think you should really evaluate, you know, the things that you care about and the things that you want to see happen, or if there's something that you want to do that you uh, like haven't done yet, yeah. I'm going to not steal the slogan from Nike. I think you should, Simply do it. <laughs> I like it. That is perfect. That is no. That's a. That's honestly a great answer. And yeah. I think that when people start to really understand that and internalize it, it's yeah. It's just a. It's a. And you feel a lot better about yourself when you're actually doing something substantial. Yes. Like it's great. I love watching Netflix and just uh -huh. sitting in and doing nothing. That's 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 great. Mm -hmm. Um. But when you finish like a project that you're working on or you create something tangible or something that you can mm -hmm. share with other people, it's really fulfilling. And I think that kind of the world needs more of that. Totally. So I like it. I love I it. Say that. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for, you're welcome. for this time this and, fun. and all these great answers. Yes, I, of course. I, I think that... Was there anything that I skipped? No, I think you're all good. I think okay. you answered every okay, question. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Um, <laughs> no, thank you for sharing your viewpoint. Yeah, I totally. That this is fun. I think yeah. it's important to get everyone's views on things. Yeah, so totally. I think this is a good idea. Yeah.
Thank you. You are doing more, Kyle. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, do you want to plug any social media or anything like that so people can Ooh. keep and follow along with your journey? I think you can follow me on Instagram at ctrudel12. And I think you should go on all social media platforms and follow the Texas State Musical Theater pages. There you go. TX State. Or it'd be TXSTMT. Ooh. Like Texas State Musical Theater. No Follow them on Instagram and look them up on YouTube. Yeah. Really, really cool stuff. There you go. And plug, they will plug, appreciate plug. the follow. Plug, plug, plug. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you very much. You're welcome. This All is right. fun. Well, thank you for tuning into an episode of Viewpoint. This was number one. And Ooh. I am very excited about not only the work that we've laid out so far, but where we're going to go in the future. So. Thank you for listening to this story, and I hope to see you back next time. Thanks.